0: The
1: Blaze Radio Network on demand.
0: Seth Denson joins us now. How are you, sir? Well, thanks for having me. In uh, thanks for coming in. You got uh, an interesting uh, model for health insurance, mm-hmm. right? That's what you, your latest is. That's what you've been working on yeah. on how to
1: provide kind of a health insurance situation. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of attention around insurance right now in the U.S. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. The Affordable Care Act was pretty much uh, uh, we'll call it. Uh, Disaster. <laughs> well, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> but the whole idea was we're going to fix health care by focusing on health insurance. The right. challenge is, is that health insurance is just healthcare care financing. It's like right. me saying I want to change the price of something by going to Visa or Mastercard, right? It's, it's not going to change <laughs> the, right, the that's price of something, right? And so what our firm did was we looked at that and we had uh, kind of what my colleagues call it my Jerry Maguire moment, right? Like, <laughs> hey, what we're doing is wrong. With me. This is bad. <laughs> right. We got to do something different. Um, and uh, so historically. We were an insurance agency. It's what we did. We 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 peddled insurance. And this is GDP advisors, right? Okay. And uh, we said, you know what? Enough's enough. This is this is. We're just continuously perpetuating the problem. Now we're getting paid handsomely to do it, but right. uh, we wanted to go a little. Elon Musk and and do better for the uh, good for you better better for the world right so um so we said listen let's start to really look at what the cost drivers are with within the health care market so we don't have a health insurance problem in the United States we have a health care problem in the United States and until we start to focus on what's going on behind the scenes in health care which is relatively complex mm-hmm. but it's Kept that way intentionally to keep the consumer in the dark.
0: This was, right? I, I tried to mention this during the debates over Obamacare when they first started going on, and it was completely lost. It was all the politics of it, and mm-hmm. then it was the insurance angle, and it kept saying, guys, even insurance changed over the years. Right. It, it went from okay you go in you got something wrong with you you trade out a chicken the guy set your kid's arm you're good to go right, right. I mean, back in the day then it became money and whatever <laughs> right but then people start saying yeah but what if what if i get something really bad happen mm-hmm. to me and it, be, it was disaster insurance and then
1: somehow it became a maintenance plan. It's evolved to this horrible thing now. It really has. And and it's intended to be that way because so insurance companies who ral you know railed against the Affordable Care Act. That was their big thing is this is horrible, it's gonna be terrible for us. Until until it passes <laughs> and now all of a sudden our stock price jumps two hundred percent and it's stayed there and continuously gone up since. Uh, because what happened was all that Congress did was just validate the structure that's already broken. So I used to talk about the Good healthcare point. system as a three-legged stool, and by solving it, uh, you—if you only focus on one leg of the stool, the other two legs will ultimately make the stool collapse. Right. It's not anymore. I call it the three-headed cannibalistic dragon because <laughs> effectively what it does is it just feeds on itself, right? And so you've got the it's consumers really who are us who are ultimately feeding the health care providers, the hospitals and doctors and mm-hmm. pharmaceutical companies, and then you have the health insurance companies who are just financing this whole thing. So you have a sixth of the U.S. economy with the largest lobby in Washington, and now it just gets bigger and bigger. So what our primary focus is and was and still will continue to be, is, listen, if we can start to focus on the healthcare itself, driving costs down of healthcare, allowing consumers to be more educated, to have better knowledge and understanding, help employers who provide half the U.S. citizens with their health insurance, uh, better financing options, right? There are certain things we finance, right? We finance cars, we finance Mm -hmm. mortgages, just like we would finance a hemophiliac or a diabetic or a, a transplant patient. But we don't finance things like milk, eggs, and fabric softener, But we end up financing Lipitor and Flu Shots and all this other stuff. So the insurance companies love this because, again, if you start to think of them more like payday loan companies versus insurance companies, I always tell people all the time, take out your ID card and then look at your credit card. Guess what? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Because here in Dallas, where we live, I can get an MRI for $5,000 or an MRI for $500. And both are in network with every insurance company. Right. And so there's no way for me as a consumer to know where to go to get that five hundred dollar MRI as opposed to the five thousand dollars.
0: That No, that's a great point about it is just a credit card. When I say maintenance plans, what I mean. You pay a little bit, you pay a little bit, you pay a little bit and then you use the service. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really what we're talking about now. It's a credit card. Right. right. You're buying on installment this stuff that's instead right. of that. What I call the disaster insurance in case something goes wrong if I get cancer and then that's just gambling. That's right. Right. That's what you're doing. You're rolling the dice on that, which I like that. That's really what I need. Sure. I want the, okay, if somebody in your family has something horrible happen and it's going to cost hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. No worry, man, we got it. Right. And I'm willing to pay for that a
1: month. Well, that's right. And that's, to your point, Doc, what you said earlier about the chickens and the, yeah. it, it, that's actually really how it did work. I yeah. mean, now in those days, most, most doctors were also veterinarians and we can have this whole <laughs> so conversation chicken about chicken as well. <laughs> quality of medicine, that's right, exactly. But, um, but that's the way it worked. And so we, we started to infuse over the last century, this idea of insurance networks, which is this whole steering mechanism, right? And so insurance companies went to hospitals and doctors and said, you're going to discount your services and we're going to bring patients to. You. Well, what has happened as a result of that is now we have these behind closed door meetings with the hospital system on one side, the insurance company on the other side. And here's how the conversations go. And I used to be in these rooms. So, right. uh, is hey, hospital system, you need to make how much on this procedure? Well, we need to make X. Insurance company, you need to show your consumer you discounted that procedure how much? Well, we need to show that we discounted it Y. And so we get to this. This inflated price, so that everybody feels like they got a good deal, and we can come back and sell this garbage to the consumer. So, this is the way the system works. And if we want to ever start to change healthcare, we have to start looking at it differently. We have to peel back the layers of the onion and really understand how everything works. If we're better educated, then we can start to move the needle. And that's what we do for our clients. So, what have you done? What have you come up with? Because I've seen some
0: of the Um, one flat fee, use it or lose it type thing. Uh, We've seen doctors now that have come up with uh, hey, we're not even dealing with insurance mm-hmm. companies. Yeah. So, so what's the solution? What
1: are you doing? So, so, there's three key parts in the healthcare system, right? There's administrative cost, and that's the, the cost associated with processing a claim and printing that pretty little white ID card we all carry around like safety right. blankets in our <laughs> pocket, right? So, there's a cost associated to that. So, if I'm an underwriter in the healthcare space, I'm looking at that, and I'm saying that's going to probably cost around 10 to 15%. So, take that amount, right? Then, there is transactional claims. It costs something for that Lipitor. It costs something for that flu shot. It costs something for that surgery or that baby or whatever, right? So, we figure out demographically and statistically what that cost is going to be. We, we lump that together. And then there's that third piece, which we call it the legal Ponzi inside of healthcare in the <laughs> United States. And what insurance companies do is they say, all right, we're going to take this middle layer, which is that, that uh, hemophiliac or that transplant patient. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a little bit of money from you and a little bit of money from you as employers. We're going to put it in the shared bucket. And when a large claim comes in, we're going to pay it out of that fund. So, we call it the pooled risk fund, or Mm. like we call it, the Ponzi fund. Because what happens is, the insurance companies wrap a whole lot of profit around that, and it's not regulated. So, the Affordable Care Act, the whole idea behind regulating the Affordable Care Act was, we're going to manage insurance companies to what's called an 85% MLR, managed loss ratio. In other words, every dollar that comes in. Well, immediately as that part of the bill was kind of brought into the light. The lobby, insurance lobby rushed to Washington and said, wait a minute, this whole amount here we can't really control. So what Congress in their infinite wisdom said was, well, we won't regulate the Ponzi. And they didn't say Ponzi, but But that's effectively what happened. So long way around the barn, what we do (laughs) is we say, well, if we create the catastrophic layer, because to your point, Doc, you buy insurance for that cancer claim. right? You buy insurance for the catastrophic thing. I'll pay my own flu shots. I'll pay my own doctor visit. But that cancer claim that's going to be, or that dialysis that's 400 grand, I kind of need help with that. Right. So what we did is we re-engineered, we worked with a company out of Philadelphia called Pareto Health, and we re-engineered this, this middle layer there uh, where employers can all collaborate pool risk in that layer, and the results have spoken for themselves. Over five years, our clients that have been in our platform for five years are paying less today than they were five years ago. Oh, that's awesome. Because once you can manage the high-risk component, then we can start talking about better ways to access the lower-risk things like Lipitor and flu shots, and you start to negotiate differently, educate people differently, and navigate the whole system in a more effective way. It's really that middle piece, too,
0: right? That's the that's the um, trouble, or that's the part that most people don't have a problem with. Right? The, the middle right. expenses. That's it's right. the, the uh, greater expenses. That's the ones that they're concerned about.
1: Yeah, it's the catastrophic stuff, right? But unfortunately, in healthcare today, we have trained, and, and this is the intent of the insurance company and healthcare system, which are very much, we want to call it collusion, mm-hmm. right? This is a collusion in the United States right now, is because what they do is they get together and figure out how do we continue to pull the wool over the eyes of the consumer, right? So what they've done is made healthcare accessible only through insurance, right? So pay your $20 copay. Right? I, I need to pay that $20 copay for the one or two times a year I go to the doctor right. so that I can pay the $5,000 deductible when I need something major. Right? <laughs> right, So it's, hey, don't don't pay attention to what this hand is doing over here. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, And that's the way that health works. As long as we continue to deceive the consumer to make them think that this little white ID card is everything you need, then what we don't realize is it's not insurance. It's what we call deference. I'm deferring your costs over time with an amortization schedule, interest, and profit there margin. Is. There it is right there.
0: You're deferring the expenses. That sounds awesome. Um, I think everybody is is fed up with this. Everybody is fed up with this. People are willing to pay their way. I mean, Americans are not saying I don't want to pay for health care. I'm unwilling to get these people understand business. They understand, um, you know, paying for services. They even understand the basic idea behind insurance. They Mm -hmm. get that. Unfortunately, it's all changed. The costs have gotten crazy, and that's what they're saying. I need yeah. a different model. They've gotten crazy,
1: and they're continuing to get even crazier, uh, because the healthcare system is in, like I said, it's it's in collaboration with 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 the insurance markets. For example, we talk about prescription drugs a lot. Eighty-five percent of all drugs are are distributed through one of three distributors in the United States. These are called PBMs or prescription benefit managers. All three now owned by insurance companies. Oh,
0: well, that's not weird at all. That's uh, yeah, right. there's nothing shady about sense, that. Right? Of
1: course, you're just cutting out the middleman. That's right. Or adding oh, a middleman. Yeah, Maybe that's, exactly that's right. what it is. <laughs> that's exactly right. So wow. if you want to, to, to drive down the cost of health insurance, then you have to focus on what you are financing. What is it that you're accessing? And so... We as Americans are great consumers at everything except for healthcare. We get on Amazon. We go online. We Google things. We try to get information. But healthcare is that one thing we don't. Why? Because we blindly trust anybody with a white jacket on mm-hmm. who says, this is where you need to go, and this is how you need to get it. And I'm not demonizing the, no. the physician community. They're great. But there are better ways to access the market. And a lot of times, those folks don't know how to do it, well, right?
0: Well, the other thing is, too, because we've relied on in-market and insurance and what's covered and what's not... We stopped asking the price. Mm -hmm. We don't even know the price. That's right. So, you're, to your point, I don't know if it's $100,000 for the
1: MRI or 50 bucks. I don't no. know.
0: How would I ever think to ask that? And who would I ask? Yeah.
1: You know? So, I took my daughter into the doctor the other day. And, uh, you know, I'm on a, on a health savings account platform, a yeah. catastrophic-style platform. And uh, she she had gotten sick. And so, we take her into the urgent care center. And they said, well, you're on a deductible copay so what we'll, or a deductible system. So, what we'll do is when you're done with a visit, we'll tell you how much you owe. And i went, yeah, no, we're not. We're not going to do it that way, actually. <laughs> so, you have what's called a charge master. And that's effective every charge for everything that you could possibly do. So before you run any test on my daughter, what you're going to do is walk in and tell me exactly what that test is going to cost so that I'll know before we need to get the strep no, no, test, no, the blood test. I didn't and even all know you stuff. could do that, honestly. I
0: you mean, can. I assumed if it was like greater uh, testing or procedures, I knew I could ask likely. But if I just go in and it's a simple procedure or test or something... I, I wouldn't even think to ask that, and most Americans don't because we look be like we, an idiot here. Well, we've trained it. Seriously, We're, I mean, really, I I and I because I pay attention to this stuff and I don't ask. Well, hashtag what have you learned? Right? See, there it is. <laughs> exactly. There it is. There. Write that down, Chris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what should we say? I want a charge, Matt, I want, to, I want to understand what this costs are before you provide these procedures to me. That okay. is the key thing for every consumer. And what I always tell people is also focus on the buddy system. <laughs> right? mm. What I mean by that is if you're incapacitated and you're in the hospital, you don't know how many doctors have just come in and seen you. And so it's funny, I'm, I'm like the total antisocial guy when we're in the hospital, because if a doctor comes to i like, what are you here for? <laughs> right. Well, are we just want to say hi. No, no you're, you're not saying me. hi to me. I don't want to say hi to you unless you tell me why you are here. This is the reason I get the bills after right. a
0: procedure. My wife uh, delivered our second son last December, and I still get bills from doctors I had never heard of. That's right. Who that likely weren't in network either, because that's the way the whole system
1: works. Is right. this, hey, how are you? I'm so-and-so. Just wanted to check, see how you're feeling. You're feeling great? Great. That's $300. Thank you so much. Wow. All right. This
0: is Seth Denson, uh, president and <laughs> co-founder of GDP Advisors. Where
1: can people find out more about you? Because there's so many questions. Yeah, a couple different ways. Uh, GDPadvisors.com is our website, uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at Seth SethDenson. Well, what we'll do is we'll
0: uh, go ahead and tweet out the information as well. And Welcome. we got to have you back to talk about more of this stuff. This is going to be a lot of great information Anytime. for people. So, again, GDPAdvisors.com will send the info out. Hey, there. It's Doc Thompson. want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about news stories that we think are important and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcast.
1: Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag whatilearnedtoday. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on The Blaze Radio Network.